0: Log Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are. Here are. You. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven.
1: Okay. I'm in. It was a slight um, mishap. And I apologize. But I'm here. I'm just trying to get everything together. I'm sorry if anybody was trying to um, trying to call in or get in or listen or came in at six o'clock. Hopefully you're coming in now. But we are here. We are live. Stuff happens on live radio. It's just crazy. Uh, This is Big Daddy. And this is Big Daddy's Hard Talk. And I'm um, joined by Felicia Brown, my beautiful co host.
2: Hello, everyone. Hi, Big Daddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. You gotta, you gotta love technology and.
1: You gotta love technology <laughs> and communication. And I do apologize, but when you're dealing with live stuff and things happen and blah, blah, blah. I ain't going to get into no details, but we're here. We're on the air. Please. I hope everybody's listening. It almost, we almost didn't have a show because I was about to say screw it, but determination is is a son of a gun. So we're here the day after WrestleMania. Mm. Um, Not too much. I could talk about the orange one, so I'm not even going to talk about the orange one. There was a a bombing in Russia that um, he denied and he he pretty much said that it it had nothing to do with America, which it shouldn't have. And they don't think it was a terrorist attack, but, um, you know, Russia did get bombed. There was a subway, right? A Russian subway?
2: Uh, A metro station, yeah.
1: Metro station got bombed. So prayers to those families, anybody that was uh, any lives that was lost or anything that happened, you know, prayers. Uh, uh, when I get more details, I like can report it like it just happened. So I'm mm-hmm. short on the details. So that's that. Um, how was your weekend, Lisa?
2: I had a great weekend. You know, um, it's a small group of us, but if anybody is a fan of wrestling, you know, you understand how important this weekend was to wrestling fans all over. So, it was a really good weekend. I got to spend time with you and, you know, relax and chill out and see some good wrestling.
1: It was a very good um, wrestling weekend. And a lot of people that's outside, like you just said, that's outside of the wrestling world, don't really understand how important this Mm -hmm. weekend was to a wrestling fan or even a wrestler, because all wrestlers are wrestling fans. You got to be a fan. You put your body through what you put your body through. And um, I want to start the weekend from Friday. And if anybody that was at WrestleMania this weekend, call in 718-508-9883. And um, we like to hear about your experiences and what happened and, you know, who you met, who you took a picture with, blah, blah, blah. But we want to start with the Hall of Fame. my opinion, the Hall of Fame was very good. Um, Mm -hmm. It started off strong with DDP. And DDP is a very inspirational person. I met Diamond Dallas Page years ago when he tried to get me to do his yoga back then. I thought it was all hogwash. But now since I see (laughs) that people get good results, Maybe I should get my fat ass on it. But um, he gave a good speech. What do you think about DDP speech?
2: I'm a huge DDP fan, so he could have said anything, and I would have liked it. But I really liked his speech. It was a good way to start the show. It was inspirational. It was moving. Um, it was just motivating. I loved it. Of course, having Jim Cornette after it, it was a little yeah, but, you know.
1: <laughs> Jim Cornette. If anybody who hasn't met Jim Cornette, I met Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette years ago, and he's a very bitter person towards the wrestling yes. business because the business has changed over the years, and he's one of these people that doesn't realize that anything sports-wise, music-wise, entertainment-wise has to evolve. And to me, wrestling has evolved. And mm-hmm. it's not the same way it was in the 70s or 80s, and it shouldn't be. It's not the same way. Like If you was a fan of the wrestling in the 80s, when it got to be in the mid-90s to late 90s, you wouldn't have been a fan because it evolved from the 90s to the early 2000s to, to now. It's changed. It's different now. You have to cater to the fans that's enjoying it now not to the fans that watched it 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of old-school wrestling. Don't get it twisted. I love old-school wrestling. But, hey, things change. The business is very exposed. Vince McMahon killed K kayfabe. It is what it is. And kayfabe is not coming back. Right.
2: It's and like, you know... It's
1: really bitter, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, it's just like music or or movies, or in books, or whatever, you know, you may not like the new stuff, but you kind of have to find something within a change that works, that you like. There has to be something.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Excuse me. And you're right, and that's what Cornet has to really get over. It. Right. But he introduced, um, uh Rock and Roll Express, who I thought I was looking forward to seeing them come out and, you know, because I was a Rock and Roll Express fan. Even when I first broke into the business and my first tag partner, Aaron and I was talking and we 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 even said we wanted to be like the Rock and Roll Express. We wanted to be a fluid tag team, not just two individual wrestlers that tagged up, but we wanted to be uh, a fluid tag team, like the Rock and Roll Express was. And we even, but Aaron could do a drop kick. I even tried doing a, a drop kick. It just wasn't that. I was too big and too heavy to drop kick anybody. But um, anyway, his speech was a little long. I did enjoy some of the stories. I think that Ricky Morton pretty much stepped all over top of Robert Gibson until the end. But Ricky Morton did just say something moving to Robert Gibson saying that he was the best person he ever met. In his life, mm. it, it was deep. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, that was sweet. I I liked the end of their speech. Um, yeah, you know they kept they kept it lighthearted. I feel like they could have said a lot more about you know what happened back in the day, but I like how they kept it lighthearted too. So in the end, it did kind of get me a little choked up.
1: Mm. Uh, after the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> Was it Rick Rude? Mm, yes. It was Rick Rude's family came out, and this but it was this was the Buzz Friday. Rick Rude's son is a monster, and I'm surprised he's not wrestling. This kid, I don't know how tall he is, how big he is, but he's a big boy, and he looked like you could possibly, you know, he could be probably possibly work with if that's something that he, you know, he wants to put his heart into. Because I think he did say he runs his own business, so maybe he just wants to run his own business and not get into wrestling. Mm-hmm. But if he did, my God, he's a big boy. And the daughter looked like she could be a wrestler too because she, mm-hmm. she looked just like any other diva you see on the roster. And with their pappy's name, they could actually do something. Their speech was short and sweet. The wife didn't say nothing, but um, the kid spoke, and I thought it was cool. And um what did you think of that?
2: I liked it. I, I almost thought I saw like Triple H kinda the gears moving in his head when he <laughs> was listening to uh Rick Son speak. It's like I can use this guy. I'm I'm almost mm-hmm. surprised that, you know, he hasn't been approached. He might have been approached, I don't know, but I think yeah, a maybe big part he has of he just didn't
1: want to, but yeah.
2: I think a big part of him choosing not to might have to do with his father, and you know, just seeing everything he went through, and you know,
1: yeah. After that, there was um, Beth Phoenix, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Beth Phoenix, I enjoyed her. Um, I didn't know her and Natty were such good friends. Um, Natty, of course, and you know, inducted her. Um, It was a nice speech She thanked a whole lot of people And you knew the story But I didn't know the story That Molly Holly Paid Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix's tuition For wrestling school
2: mm-hmm. And
1: now Beth Phoenix is She's in a WWE Hall of Fame And Molly Holly isn't and, right. Molly, and I mean no disrespect What I'm about to say But Molly Holly could work rings Around Beth Phoenix Yes, she could have, and she should be in the whole thing. She should be, and she was a comedian on top of it. Molly Holly did a lot of funny stuff, if you watch some of the stuff she did, as well as her ring work was tight. So, and plus she was in WCW for a brief amount of time, and um, nobody don't know she was Mrs. Madness. So she came a long way. Hmm. She
2: definitely mocked women wrestling.
1: Yeah, she's one of my favorite. Then went from Beth Phoenix to uh, Teddy Long. Teddy Long did a great job. Teddy Long could have told some stories and really
2: <laughs>
1: told his story, but he chose not to as far as him and the business and then what he went through to get to where he was. He could have spoke on it, but he chose not to. It's up mm-hmm. to him. But it was really quick speech, and he said he wouldn't be long, and he did a great job. What did you think of Teddy Long?
2: I love Teddy Long. I remember on the show I, you know, told the story about how I met him, and he's just unchanging, and I like it. And, you know, he has been through a lot, and he could be really bitter towards uh, the WWE and, you know, wrestling, um, but he's not. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And um, I like, you know, how JBL kind of, you know, uh, talked about how, Teddy went through a lot of racial, you know, um yeah. things and I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, he did. He went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, even there was wrestlers that was in the ring while he was repping calling him a nigger. So Yeah. Yeah, he dealt with a lot of racism. Uh after that it was the Warrior Award which went to Eric LeGrand. Was that his name? Mm -hmm. Did I say it Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, he came out and, you know, he gave his little speech and he talked about things that he remembered as far as being a fan in the wrestling business. And one of the things he did say at the end of his speech that was kind of moving, he said, you know, he tried to encourage people and he said, I will walk again. So, yeah, so that's just showing the determination of this kid and prayerfully one day he will walk. Right.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't wanna sound like the biggest, evilest douchebag, but between <sighs> between Dana Warrior, her voice, her face <laughs> and um you know, her basically promoting her husband. We know who he was. We know what the award is about, um, you know, it, you don't need to really talk about him that much anymore. Um, and then, you know, we we honor these people that are recipients of the award. Um, you know, we feel for them, their stories, we relate to them. But I think maybe WWE could have, like, a separate ceremony for that. Um, Not I don't a bad know, idea. It just went on a little too long. But if you really want to honor these people, you know, do maybe five at a time and have a separate ceremony for them.
1: No, it's not a bad idea. I have have
2: great ideas.
1: (laughs) You always do. You always do. (laughs) Um, Then after that, it went to Kurt Angle.
2: Yes.
1: Kurt Angle was entertaining. He. (laughs) He actually sung the Shawn Michael "Sexy Boy" song, which I was rolling when he did that. I'm just a sexy Kurt. I make your ankle hurt. <laughs> I was cracking up laughing. Even Shawn was in there, like you son of a bitch. Did um, he put the, actually, the wig on with the yeah. that ear thing? The hat. That was funny. Yeah, the, the little hat, hair hat. Yeah, the cowboy hat, the little small little cowboy hat he put on. <laughs> Kurt Engel is a genius, and then he, he, at the end, he held two uh, bottles of milk up and said it's true, <laughs> damn true, and then chugged the milk, I like used chugging beer, classic, great ending to it. What would you think?
2: I loved it. I love that Kurt Engel I actually didn't know that he had such a light-hearted, you know, thought process and, you know, way but- – that he handles wrestling but it was great to see. Um I commend him. A lot of people, you know, wanna put him down because of his issues with alcohol, um and everything. But he obviously, you know, overcame it and he's working towards it and I'm happy to see him back in WWE. If anybody doesn't know, he, you know, basically already said that he's in WWE now and he will wrestle again in WWE and that's a great great feeling it's a great thing
1: I would love to see him back in the WWE Gosh. and um that was the end of the Hall of Fame the next night was NXT uh TakeOver Orlando excellent show yes. excellent show um I'm not going to take the time to go match through match because I do want to go through the WrestleMania part. And I don't want to drag this out too long. So we still got to do... Spill your guts. <laughs> but, um... And we got a movie review to do, too. So, I'm not going to dwell too much on the NXT show. It's very good. No titles change hands. Um... The tag match was, uh... Crap. DIY... Uh... DIY mm-hmm. Against, um... The Revival against Mm the uh, Authors of Pain, Authors of Pain, the straps. Very good match. I thought that was a match of the night. What would you think, Volusia?
2: I loved it. Great match. You know, I think those three. It's hard to get six people with chemistry, and they all worked it out really well. There were no awkward spots, nothing. It just worked.
1: That psychology part of it I thought was smart. Because if mm-hmm. you these two little four little guys, wouldn't you beat up the other two bigger guys to get them out of the way? Mm-hmm. And that's what they did, and I thought that was very smart. And I just, I it was a very good match. Oksana, um, Oscar, I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> against
1: um, Ember Moon. Good job. I thought, yep, see, I thought that match would have been better.
2: Right, me too. It wasn't
1: bad. I just thought it would have been better. I would, I would have liked to see seen Ember Moon hit her finisher and maybe mm-hmm. pop the crowd, and she didn't, and I don't know. It could have been better. What do you think?
2: I feel the same way, and I remember saying that to you, and, you know, you risked the... The chance of people, internet marks yelling at you, how can you say that that match wasn't great, these are two of the greatest women's wrestlers right now and, but exactly, they're two of the greatest women's wrestlers currently and the match did not live up to it, now whether they're going to draw that feud out so we can see a lot more matches from them too, and then we get more, you know, that's another thing, but if last night was it It wasn't enough. She has this awesome finisher that everyone is talking about, just being Ember Moon. She used it in her indie days. It was called the O-Face. Just use it, you know. Use the hell out of it. Stone Cold likes it. Does he? He does like it. He said he liked it.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) Cool. You get a, you know, vote from him that carries some weight. And the heavyweight match was Nakamura against uh, Bobby Roode, and Bobby Roode won over again. So expect to see Nakamura tonight or tomorrow night. Mm. But um, yeah. But very good match. Uh, told the story pretty much. You know, Bobby Roode, you know, is now the face of NXT. But now I'm like, where do you go from here? Like, who do you get to wrestle Bobby Roode now as far as, you know, people coming up. I don't know.
2: Enters Drew McIntyre, who was in attendance yes. at NXT, yes. Yes, he I'm was
1: pretty in sure attendance. I'm sure
2: we'll see a lot of him in the main event NXT picture, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're going to need him now. Because um, not taking nothing away from – um. Eric Young, but, you know, he's in in, um, in Sanity. And Sanity is a heel group. And you're not going to have two heel people working at the same time like that. You know, working each other at the same time. And I love him in Sanity. In Sanity, mm-hmm. he had a good match, too. The, their four-way, their uh, eight-man tag was a very good match, also. Mm-hmm. Live action. And I love that, that click. Um, so that was... Um, NXT TakeOver, I thought it was a good show What'd you think, all-around show, NXT?
2: I mean, it's it's always better than what the main product is putting out, and I think that says a lot, and I think some things need to be evaluated Why is your quote-unquote developmentally beating out your you know, your vets, and your <laughs> I don't know
1: Yeah yeah, um, I say that all the time. Uh-huh. So we're gonna um get into the mania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33. And honestly, I think WrestleMania 33 panned out better than what I thought it was going to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying it was the greatest WrestleMania ever, because I'm not going to lie and say that. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, opened a match with Shane and AJ Styles. And Shane McMahon and AJ did well. Their chemistry was good. They chain-wrestled at the beginning of this match. And I saw Shane do stuff that I ain't never seen him do as far as chain-wrestling. I'm like, oh, crap. Really? But it was really good. Uh, what did you think?
2: Well, I'm mad that we skipped past the pre-show because there was a title match on the pre-show, which Oh, I crap. think there should not be. Yes, um, yes, yes, should yes. I'm sorry. Title matches on the pre-show. I understand it's to get people to watch, but, I mean, you don't need a two-hour pre-show. If you don't have a two-hour yes. pre-show, you won't need to put um title matches or more matches on there. Um, there should be one match on there, commentary, video packages, no title matches on the pre-show. But my fave, Dean Ambrose retained his Intercontinental Championship versus Baron Corbin. I thought it was a really good match. Um, Baron Corbin, I think he learned a lot under Dean. It looks like the feud is over. Um, Dean reported that he had a broken rib and he has an abrasion under his eye, so it it they went
1: through it during the pre-show. So, yes, I mm-hmm. um, apologize for skipping past that, because the whole WrestleMania thing was so long, and now it's the one problem with it that I was going to speak on. That just how you long just don't it like was. Dean they got nothing to do with d Ambrose it, it was a good match um the, also the andre the giant Andre the giant battle royal uh mojo Raleigh won with the help of rob Grabowski from the um the England patriots It was what it was good for mojo it wasn't who I thought was going to win honestly, I thought um.
2: Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, I thought Braun Strowman was going to win it. And it was Mojo. It was what it was. We'll see what they do with him now. Because I guess, I'm guessing um, that um, his tag partner is going to be out for a while. So Maybe that's why they had him win it. And give him Zach some momentum. Ryder, yeah. Zack Ryder. And the opening match was a very good match. Austin Aries, Neville. Very good. Um, The finisher was they played off Austin Aries' eye injury, and Neville hit the um, the red arrow on him, and pinned him with that. (laughs) I gotta agree with Alicia on this one. You don't need to put all these matches on your pre-show. If you want to do the battle royal on the pre-show, I'd understood it fine. Put the battle royal. Mm -hmm. But that match and the intercontinental match should have been on the main show. The Intercontinental Championship has just as so much prestige as the heavyweight championship. And I think that you're diminishing it by putting it on a pre-show like that mm-hmm. and giving it away for free. And it's just, it's not right. It is what it is. So you WWE, You can do what you want. So that was the pre-show. Legend led into AJ versus, um, Shane, decent match. What was after that? I don't know what was it? it wasn't Jericho? Yes, it was. Just
2: start naming matches. Don't go in order.
1: Just name yeah. matches. Just name matches. Jericho and Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens won the uh, United States Championship. Blah blah blah. Was what it was. Um, the women's match. Bailey beat Nia Jax, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks. So it kind of made Bailey look like she belongs there. I can understand the reason behind it, but I just think Charlotte is a way better wrestler. But Charlotte is established, and I guess they're trying to establish another wrestler. So they, you know, Bailey won that. Nia Jax should be lucky that she got that paycheck. She was in and out of that match very quick. She was dominant in the beginning, then all three ever her. It was what it was. She should be happy. She got it. I'm surprised she ain't stumble, fall, lose her breath, walking down that 80-yard 80, 80 ramp. pop um, of the night. Pop of the night. Yay. I know I'm skipping some stuff, but it is what it is. I'm just going to talk about it, get it out there. There was the, the ladder match, the, the triple threat ladder match, to Enzo and Caz, the club, and Sheamus, Cesaro, all three teams are out there. Here comes New Day doing their stuff and they said they're going um, to add another team to it. And the music hit. It was the Hardy Boys.
2: And when
1: I say the whole building was nuts, you can feel the pop of that arena. And I watched it at least six times over And you can hear the pop. You can barely hear the commentators, you know, the fans going nuts. Kudos to the WWE for that. Because the Hardy Boys are over as all get out. And to bring them back at WrestleMania to win the titles was awesome. What would you think?
2: Party Boys, Say What You Want, Spot Monkeys, blah, 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 Um, they're in my top three tag teams of all time. And, you know, what they're doing now, basically going to promotion, to promotion, to promotion, and conquering, winning their tag titles, is pretty much solidifying them as one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling history, and I'm really proud of them. They didn't return as Broken Matt and Broken Jeff, but, um, you know, it's still great to have them there with, you know, them there and Angle there. Um, it's, it's a good mix of, like, the 90s mixed with what we're getting now, and it's just a good time to be a wrestling fan, even if, WWE isn't, you know, hitting the nail every week. It's still a good feel in wrestling, and I like it. So I'm really happy to see the Hardys back. Hopefully, you know, they'll get a good run if it's their last hurrah. You know, Jeff alluded to him being 38 and still being able to climb up a ladder and jump off of stuff. So, you know, it's just a sign of them, you know, maybe this is their last, you know, run. So we'll see. But... Right now, just savor the moment. It's so good to have them back. I love it.
1: What I thought was great was um, during the commentary, they did make mention that a lot of things are going to be broken. Yeah. Tonight, I'm like, mm mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and you try to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You try to sneak it in. And then even that post match interview, the one you were saying, um, you know, Matt Hardy saying 39, um, Jeff Hardy saying 39, still doing Swanton, that the end, Matt that everybody else could be deleted. And then he did that little weird laugh. He yeah. Laugh, he does. I cracked up laughing. I was like, they kind of slid that in there. You know what I'm saying? So I did enjoy yeah. it. I did enjoy it. That was a huge pop. Quick sidebar story. You know, Valisha Brown and I watch WrestleMania together every year. And when this match started, I had to go to the bathroom something fierce. <laughs> so I climb up the stairs, get into the bathroom, Finish, open the door, and here's Alicia. You need to get down here right now. And anybody here knows me, it takes me a while to get up and down the stairs because, you know, my injuries <laughs> or whatever. But I'm coming down the stairs, I stand in front of the TV, and it just got to that part where their music hit, and I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> you
2: cruiser weighted your ass down those steps. <laughs> you did. And the only reason I knew that they were coming is because, again, got to love technology. Uh, my network feed was behind a lot of other people's, and I'm simultaneously looking at stuff, you know, in my wrestling group on Facebook, and they had already saw what happened, and I'm like, oh, gosh, great.
1: So, <laughs> Yeah, and it was great. And I'm like, yo, I almost missed this because I went to go to the bathroom. But I couldn't wait any longer. I had to let it out. But anyway, um, that happened. Oh, Triple H, Seth Rollins. I'm glossing past that. That might have been the boring (laughs) match of the night. (laughs) Did you want to speak about that? Or can can I keep going? No, it, it was
2: the most boring, but it wasn't the worst match of the night, and I think we all know what match that was. <sighs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm moving that away. Um, <laughs> after that, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, it was a letdown, because I think you yeah, had two wrestlers there who, go, who can work, especially Randy, and it was just, it was a bunch of creepy stuff with them showing stuff in the ring as far as maggots and mice and mm-hmm. flies and stuff. And I'm like, what is this building to? I thought it was building to something great. And next thing you know, RKO Randy went. I like, said, so why the hell was you even showing that stuff in the ring? Like, wh- what was the use? I didn't right. get it. You were building Especially, for something that never happened. Right. Go ahead.
2: No, I'm just saying, like, Bray's supposed to have all these powers and be magical mystical and dark, and it it does nothing every time, you know? Um, With, you know, you'll talk about it later, but with Undertaker kind of stepping back, Bray Wyatt can be that new dark, you know, kind of mystical, magical person, and he just, it's not working.
1: Yes. Totally agree. Totally agree. You get no argument from Big Daddy on that. Um, that led to women or? No, it was Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Very short match, but that's the way it would have had that went, and it went the exact way I think it should have went. Um, Brock went over. He suplexed uh, Goldberg ten times. Goldberg came out. House of Fire, of course, gave him a jackhammer. Hammer, gave him a couple of spears, jackhammer. Um, Brock Lesnar kicked out. And Brock Lesnar won a tie suplexed him ten times, and then given him the F5 for the pin. So Brock Lesnar is the new universal heavyweight champion, is what it is, seen it coming so we'll see what matches they have lined up for Brock Lesnar in the future. Uh, Goldberg can ride off of the sunset now. He was a superhero. He wrestled for his wife and son. They had a chance to see him in the ring. They had a chance to see him win a championship. He can't write a better story than what he did. It mm-hmm. is what it is. What do you think?
2: And Goldberg? Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I. I'm with you in that I really enjoy the psychology of matches. I think psychology and, you know, funny and entertaining and good wrestling all makes a feud. And I just mm-hmm. don't understand how Goldberg could destroy this guy within minutes two times, but then get beat the up. I kind of didn't understand that, So Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. You one of my things. Blah blah blah.
2: Yeah. It was
1: what it was. Um led into the women's match. Uh, Naomi is the new women's champion on SmackDown, which Stevie wasn't the kind of sort of seen, seen that coming. It was a good thing that she wanted in her hometown, um, at WrestleMania. Good for her. Like I'm a Na- I'm a Naomi fan. I really am. I think she Me came too. a long way. From the earlier NXT stuff, to which she worked her way through there. She worked her way through the company. Then she was a Funkadactyl for a couple of years. WrestleMania 29, she supposed to a match that got bumped. And threw all the bull crap on Total Divas, blah, blah, blah. And she tried a single thing at first. Really didn't take too well. Um, I thought that she might have was about to receive her future endeavors papers. a well, minute there but she didn't with the, bland, with the brand split. She went to SmackDown, got a new entrance, got really hot, and now she's the women's champ for the second time. Cause the first time she hurt a knee during a match with Alexa Bliss, and they took it from her. She won it back. God bless her. I mm-hmm. hope her health holds up, that she can hold it for a while. I'd like to see her wrestle Alexa Bliss again. I like to see her wrestle beat Natty. I like to see her wrestle beat Mickie James. I want to see her go through the roster a little while before eventually, you know, mm-hmm. someone else wins it. I want to see how far you can go with her because she's very athletic. And I've said this from back in the day when she was on them earlier shows. Girlfriend is very athletic. Yes. And they have to use that to her advantage. It ain't about, right. you know, just the sexuality and the dancing and the booty and nothing like that. She can really work. So, what do you think?
2: Yeah, she's she's enormously athletic. Um, She just needs to kind of hone that. It's like when you have a green athlete, and, you know, they're learning the game, but you see all the raw talent. She has it. She just needs to really, you know, put it together um, character-wise, wrestling-wise, and she'll be a great women's, you know, uh, wrestler in WWE history. But shout out to her having her titles and her husband along with his brother, Jimmy J. Uso, with their titles. So now yes. we have the the family, you know, with their titles. And it, it just occurred to me that the SmackDown tag titles were not on the line at WrestleMania. They were the only titles not on the line. What's up with that?
1: They wrestled for the belts at last SmackDown and lost them. Uh, the America Alpha lost them. To the Usos, that was a match that you could have put on, even if you had to put that on the pre-show. Right? If you wanted to put that on the pre-show, fine. You could have put that on the pre-show. To me, my opinion, American Alpha is one of the top tag teams out now, and you're killing them by putting them in stupid battle royals and not putting that match on the pre-show. Along with the Usos, these two teams have great chemistry together. The match that they had on SmackDown was good. You could have put that on a pre-show And maybe moved Austin I'm sorry, moved Dean Ambrose And um, Baron Corbin on the main show You could have made room Some type of way you could have juggled something around the main room So Yeah, I totally agree But now that whole family Husband and wife both hold Titles and brother-in-law Hold titles, I can't wait to see that picture so probably post that picture yet? All three of them on their phone.
2: There is a picture. Um, I can send it to you now.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't see it. Okay. okay, send it to me. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yes, I will. Um, I will. Thank you. Which led into the main event.
0: Oh God! Undertaker
1: <laughs> versus Roman Reigns. One. <laughs> and I'm just speaking from a wrestling fan as well as a wrestler, as well as somebody who put wrestling shows together. You think of your most favorite food. My favorite food in the world, let's just say it's fried chicken. Okay, I love fried chicken. I do love fried chicken.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: But. Do not do this. I can't eat fried chicken for hours on end. Eventually I'm going to get sick of it. Eventually you're not going to want it anymore. The reason why I'm giving this analogy, the reason why I'm saying this, Having a seven-hour WrestleMania and people sitting there that long to get to this main event, and it was Undertaker versus Roman Reigns by that time, the crowd was burned out, as well as I was burned out.
0: Mm -hmm. I really
1: wanted it to end by this point. It was midnight. It's time leading into The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns was a very clunky, sloppy match. Roman Reigns barely knows a wrist lock from a wrist watch. And The Undertaker, no disrespect to The Undertaker, I am an Undertaker fan. I truly am. He's been wrestling since the 80s. He's been wrestling consistently since the 80s, and putting on good matches. Now, these last couple years, he just wrestled in WrestleMania, fine. But this was the first time I seen him show his range. He looked very slow. He sandbagged Roman Reigns at one point. When Roman tried to give him the um, tombstone, there was a point where he tried to climb up on the table, and it was hard for him to climb up on that table. You could tell his knees were hurting him. It just was a very bad match. Roman Reigns won, and the Undertaker put his hat, his coat back on. Then Mm -hmm. they put the camera on him, and they showed him taking his gloves off, taking the coat off, taking his hat off, leaving everything in the ring, walking up the entryway, and then descending down, and that's how WrestleMania ended. With nothing being said. It was quiet when he did all that and it just ended like that, which I thought was a sign of respect. Because you let him have his moment for him to retire. Right. And um he had to. He had to retire. God bless the Undertaker. The Undertaker, like I said, I was the Undertaker fan. It was what it was. He gave us great matches. He's a leader. He's an icon. He's a first ballot, first time Uh, uh, Hall of Famer when next year coming around, you know The Undertaker's going to be the future person. You have to make The Undertaker the future person. And there's nothing else I can say. God bless him. I wish him well in his future endeavors, whatever he decides to do with his life. What do you have to say, Felicia?
2: I don't know if you saw it, but um, on Facebook, I I don't know how you know, if it's a fake account or not. I don't think it is. But he actually put out a message saying, you know, how hard it was to do, you know, to make that decision. But um, there comes a time where you have to put your health first. And, you know, people, he feels good that he got all the love he got. You know, people told him that, you know, he was basically their hero. And, you know, they grew up watching him. So um I agree that he... He kind of should have already did this. Um, I'm not happy with how he went out. Um, I applaud him putting over a younger person, but it wasn't the best match and the best way for him to go out. But is my favorite wrestler. Um, I'm glad he's okay. I hope he, you know, gets healthy and stays healthy and has a good rest of his life. I hope he remains in wrestling in some capacity, you know, back in behind the scenes. And I'd wish him well. I'm just like you. I just wish him really well. And they showed a picture. They actually left his hat and gloves and jacket in the ring while they were breaking down the set and everything. So that just shows how much of a colossal figure um, Undertaker is, not just in WWE but in wrestling.
1: Yes. And nothing else to say about that. He's just an icon. He's yeah. an icon. And the funny thing, Danny Cage uh the Monster Factory posted something, and I thought it was hilarious, um, telling all the indie guys to spare your retirement stories, trying to compare your retirement to The Undertaker, all you're going to do is embarrass. Wow.
2: Him. Yeah. I
1: thought that was hilarious. And I'm Who glad nobody be- said, well, Say what?
2: You no, know, I was gonna say, who would even try to speak, you know, on <laughs> compare? It's crazy.
1: Rockstar. Um, so you really gotta, um, <laughs> you know, you gotta let him have his moment and appreciate what he's done for this business, this shows, and um, let <laughs> it go at that. So that was our WrestleMania report. I'm Did you talk ice. about uh,
2: the douchebag posing to the other
1: douchebag? That's what I missed. I knew it's I so missed something. It's so easy to miss. Something. It's so easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you for um, bringing that up. I knew it was something I was missing, because who really gives a rat's ass? But anyway, <laughs> Felicia Brown predicted this. And I put it on Facebook, the fact that he predicted it, and it's all her fault. But there was a mixed tag match. John Cena, Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. John Cena and Nikki Bella won with dual, um, what do you call it? Attitude adjustments? Whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. End of the match. John Cena proposed Nick, Nikki Bella in the ring. Blah, 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 effing blah. That's all I got to say about that. What would you guys say?
2: Bullshit. I mean, I don't know if it's real. The ring is nice. It's nice ring. I mean, she finally got it. Somebody posted on Facebook today that, you know, Nikki Bella is pretty much the inspiration for all the ring rats. I mean, she showed that you wow. can literally, you know, sleep your way into the industry and into the top and into money and fame. And I'm just not a fan of either of them. I think it's very fake. I think Miz needs to be applauded for everything he did during this whole feud because he kept it up, he held it up, and he needs to be acknowledged. And he better not fall off the face of the map, you know. Um, give him something else to do. Keep this going
1: and he deserves
2: a lot of credit wow <laughs> damn
1: she is. tell she's us like how the you really feel I'm just
2: playing <laughs> she's like the I'm joking but you're right she though
1: really is. <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right and there's nothing else I can even say about that I'm sitting here laughing and trying to keep it together but yeah she's a <laughs> ring rat who slept with damn near everybody and now she. She hooked the big fish. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. On well, that note, thank you for um, listening to our uh, post WrestleMania report. I'm going to take a quick commercial, and then we're going to come back with Spill Your Guts. Yay. Hosted by Valicia Brown, talking about... Um, walking dead so if anybody wants to call in start calling in now because when we come back from commercial it's going to be felicia brown with spill your guts and um then we're going to do our movie review and take it on home inspiration to rig rats <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that's funny
2: that's <laughs> funny to me
1: <laughs>
0: i'm
1: sorry um we to take commercial coverage right bag. Big days hard talk, volume 61.
0: That's a damn shame. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is a perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes' native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today you can buy a wealth of things, gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause. www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to Teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia, we have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street, in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215 288 7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook.
1: And we're back. Big Daddy Fire Talk, Volume 61. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined by my beautiful co host, Alicia Brown. Hello, everyone. And we're going to get into a new segment um, called Spill Your Guts, where we're talking about The Walking Dead, and it's hosted by Felicia Brown. So Yes. Anna, everyone, I,
2: <laughs> It won't be long. Um, if you are a fan of Walking Dead, please call in, 718-508-9883. Um, I wish I had a little Walking Dead music, the theme song to the lead us in, but um, <laughs> maybe next <laughs> <of> time. Um, <laughs> uh, the season finale, season seven finale of The Walking Dead, was last night, the same night as WrestleMania. I just watched it today, but I was getting, you know, spoilers and feedback from people, you know, last night as it was happening. Um, I was told that the episode was kind of a dud, Um I feel that this whole season was kind of a dud. Um, It didn't live up to that first episode when Negan just went, you know, batshit and started killing people. Um, But it wasn't as bad as people let it to be. Um, I actually kind of liked the episode. Of course, it wasn't, you know, as great as a season finale should be, but it's basically showing you that, you know, SH is about to get real next season, um, and that's when the real battle will happen. I honestly think that season eight should be the last season, this next season that's coming. There's really nowhere else to go. Um, if you're following the comics, once Rick and his team kind of captures Negan, um, it's like, where do you go from there? And, you know, you still got to meet this group called the Whispers. We'll talk about that more, you know, later on. But um, I I, I like the episode. Call in if you liked it. Our goal is to get Big Daddy to watch The Walking Dead. Now that the season is over, he
1: can catch up, right? That means (laughs) I would have to start from season one and work all the way to season seven.
2: I will be there with you every step of the way. I will.
1: I don't know if I want to make that commitment. That's a commitment.
2: Uh, Whatever. We'll talk about it. But, you know, back into the episode, um, you know, since we don't have much time here, if you want to talk to me, message me, let me know your questions and, you know, what you felt about the episode. But I will say I did know that, Jadis and her group would turn on Rick and his group. I just don't understand you know Rick is a cop a former police officer he is not thinking rationally and as much as I love him he's not the greatest leader right now so kind of who should be that leader is the question um, they took a L this episode they really did so they're going to have to regroup Rick is going to have to get his head together um, you know, and fight this Negan group. Because if you're still in the episode, you know at the end, Negan has a whole army. And that's a whole nother thing. I don't understand why these people are letting him control them. And he's one person. These people can easily kill one person. And Big Daddy, this is why I think you should watch, because the show is really psychological, you know, if if you were being held basically by this evil guy, um, wouldn't you try to take him out? But no, they like being led by him because they're like sheep, you know. They feel safe being led by him. They feel like he's producing things. So, you know, they're kind of following after him. It's weird, but um, we'll see more about it. Like I said, if you're following the comics, you know what happens to Negan, and I can't wait to see that. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Andrew Lincoln, they are killing it as actors, absolutely killing it. You know, I would love to see them win something, but we know Walking Dead is almost never up for awards or anything. So, Why is that? I have no idea. There, And that's the hottest for... show on TV. It is. They're usually up for, like, makeup, I think, and, you know, which I see why, but the show is amazing. It needs to be up for an award, especially the actors that are that are portraying, you know, these characters that we love. Um, it's just a lot of unanswered questions. I could fill up the whole show with it, so keep your questions for, you know, maybe a week ahead or something, a week later. Um once the season starts back up in October. And let me know your feedback, if we should even have a spill your gut segment on Walking Dead. If you don't call in, we won't have it. So let
1: me know. It starts up again in October?
2: It does start back up again in October. Yeah,
1: it's a long way to go. <laughs> okay. And that is just Fill Your gut segment. And we will continue to do it because people will start to call. And it just started. It's in the infancy stages. And once it matures <laughs> and grow, people will start to catch on. And we just really got to catch it. Next season, we'll start to advertise for it. So when the season starts, boom. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes. People and if Big Daddy watches it, it, it it'll be – people will call in if you watch. I know. They will. Because you you'll be excited. It, I'll be
1: excited. Come. Yes. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. We should start what? a scandal. A, a scandal uh, 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 review. Ken, I can talk can. about that. Yeah, I do watch Scandal. And people call me a girl for watching it, which I don't understand. I don't see how that's a, a girl show. I don't
2: OMG. Get
1: but anyway, but most definitely, season premiere of Walking Dead next season. We will we will be promoting this. So whoever's listening, get ready to call in, be a part of spill your guts, and maybe I'll be up to up to snuff. We'll see how it goes. Yay! Because I am curious about what all this hype is about. These damn zombies. I know it's more than just the zombies.
2: Get past, there's a specific episode in season two, I think, and it involves a barn. If you get past that and you're not a fan, I'll let you go. But if you are okay. a fan, you've got to get to that episode. It's my favorite episode. It literally had people with their mouths open.
1: You'll see. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. All right. uh, by the way, anybody that missed the Hall of Fame Friday, they're replaying it after Raw tonight on USA. Mm. So if anybody wants to see the Hall of Fame, WE Hall of Fame, boom, there it is. Um, we do have a movie review. So we're going to get into that real quick. Did it, it, That's the. Okay, sorry. Oh, just going for up in the air. Or, yeah. Yeah, confetti goes up in the air and it's like, boom, boom, movie review. Oh. <laughs> uh, then, 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 then. Um, oh, my God. The movie is Power Rangers. Wow. It was the um, Power Rangers movie that's come out, you know, it's been the first movie they've had since the early 90s, maybe mid 90s. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I'm glad they kept, like, the names the same. They switched up which ranger was which, but they did keep pretty much, like, the names and who was, you know, the leader of the um, the Power Rangers and, you know, Billy was the nerd of the group and they kept Billy the nerd. They just, they made it a little bit more politically correct for the days crowd. So they didn't make the black guy the black ranger. So they didn't do that. Um the the villain was the same. Goldar was in it. I thought it was very good. I thought it was um, very entertaining. Do I think I would have brought a small kid to see this? No. I don't think I would have because it was slightly a little serious and a little dark and people were dying. So It wasn't like the cartoonish version that you were used to back in the day. This one was a little darker than normal, but I, I thought it was excellent. So I will give it a 3.5 booties, maybe even a 4. I'm going to say 4. I'm going to go with 4 booties on this one. I thought it was very good. And I would watch it again. I just wouldn't take a small child with it. And sidebar, side note to that, if you do have small children and you decide to bring them to a movie theater, <laughs> keep control of your friggin' children.
2: Please. <sighs>
1: please, because your kid's getting up and down because they got to pee. They're running up and down the aisles, and they're talking loud, and they're disturbing people that's trying to enjoy the movie. What did you think, Felicia?
2: Yeah, I actually had to tell one of those kids to shut up, and I, like, dared any parent to say something. As as an educator, you know, you got to control your kids. Just make it easier on all the adults around you, would you please? Um, I actually could have sworn we did this movie review already, but I must have been telling many people about it and thinking about it already. But um, I, no, give it point, okay. um, I give it a three Okay, I give it a three point five. Um, I'm actually a big fan of the original Power Ranger movie that happened. Um, Call me cheesy, call me 90s, whatever. Um, I love this movie, though. There were aspects that they kept. I think they did a good job. Definitely pop. um, If you haven't seen it, they do give a little of the Power Ranger music in there. Um, I pop. Oh Yeah, yeah, I pop. Um, I wouldn't bring a smaller child because you can tell that this is a remake that's for my generation. And um, it's kind of like a slow build in the beginning, you know, you get to see backstories, blah, blah, blah. Um, And little kids aren't going to take to that. They're going to think it's boring. They're going to get restless. So do not bring a child that's under maybe 12 or 11 to the movie, Um, like Big Daddy said. Um, But, I think the actors did a great job. I love movies that have kind of no-name actors in there. You kind of get interested and invested and grow with the actors. Definitely going to be a two, like Big Daddy said. Elizabeth Banks as uh, Rita Repulsa did an excellent job. Elizabeth Banks, she plays Effie Trinket from the Hunger Games series. Um, She did a really good job. So I'm I'm proud of that. Um, Just, you know. It was a good movie. It was it was a nostalgia movie for my generation, and I appreciate um, them doing that.
1: Yes. Yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the company. I enjoyed <laughs> it. <movie. laughs> so on that note, we're going to um, tie a bow in this and send it home. Alicia Brown, yes. thank you again for doing the show thank with you. Thank you
2: very much.
1: Everybody watching all tonight. Play. It's always a pleasure to be on here with you, too. I'm sorry for the inconvenience, everybody, who was trying to um, listen earlier, but we had a technical difficulty, We but we got through it, and I'm glad we did. And I'm glad we finished the show strong. I mm-hmm. uh, thank you for your patience. Alicia Brown, I thank you for being patient, too. Um, thank
2: you for being awesome.
1: <laughs> Everybody watch Raw tonight. Also, the NCAA finals is tonight and it's Gonzaga versus North Carolina. And um, check this out. You ready for this one? Yeah. All the bullcrap that went on in this bracket, I decided to check the bracket yesterday and I and just did my bracket. Just I just in- knew- I had both teams in the finals. Wow. Out of all the stuff that happened, I had Gonzaga and I had um North Carolina in the final four. So I was still alive in it and I even had Gonzaga um, in the final finals. Wow. So I'm still So when you
2: do you just almost stop playing. In this.
1: Well I didn't pay attention to it because I thought I was way out of it, but now since I went and looked at it, I still have a chance to win this thing. Somebody else as yeah. North Carolina winning it. So if Gonzaga wins, I might walk away with some money.
2: Drinks and dinner on Big Daddy, yes.
1: Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. We're going to go someplace nice and get drunk. I mean, um, and, and have a couple of drinks.
2: We should even watch it at, like, a
1: sports bar and have some fun. Well, the finals are tonight, so.
2: Oh, it's tonight? Oh, okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. I'm, I'm you learning
2: college basketball.
1: <laughs> no problem. You're going to have the Final Four on Saturday and have the the championship game on Monday, Monday night. Okay, so I so. If your tonight.
2: team wins.
1: I'm going to party like it's 1999.
2: Yeah. I think you should get something for even having,
1: you know, yours this far. Yeah. And we see how it works out. My buddy Spencer is running the um the uh, pool, so we see how it works out. I haven't talked to him about it. But when it's all said and done, I give him a call and see see how it all pans out. But, yeah, when I see at <laughs> up, I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm still in this thing. So, um, on that note, we will be – well, we will not be back next Monday to Sixers – Final game yeah. of the season. Last home the game. Final home game. Final home Last game home of game. the season. Okay. Yeah. So after that, that's that. Um, so we will be after that, every Monday after we'll be here. But um like I said before, we appreciate your patience. We appreciate you uh listening to our show. We will be back next Monday. police you have anything else to say?
2: I don't. Everyone enjoy this nice weather if you're on the east coast this week and keep it classy and have fun.
1: Yep. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. By the way, Big Daddy's a good cook. I made some seafood lasagna yesterday that I was begging I'm <sighs> about to have some right now. <laughs> <laughs> um god bless you all and good night.
2: Good night everyone.